Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to September. I hope you guys are having a ball of a time and you're enjoying your life. This is now the last quarter of the year. And I hope that you have managed to succeed in everything that you had planned from January. And if you haven't, you definitely will. Don't worry about it. This is the last push. So stop pushing. Stop pushing. Stop pushing. So we're back with the encounters. Godly encounters. We are on now part three of the godly encounters. And it just so happened that um, it sort of like happened as a joke. But um, my aunt that I used to live with, that I grew up with, um, ever since I was about 15, 16, must have been just clearing up her house. And um, in clearing up, you know, just, you know, tidying up, getting rid of old stuff and whatever, she bumped into my pictures when I was growing up. And these are things that I thought I'd actually, you know, lost. And um, I wasn't expecting to ever see them again. But um, somehow the Holy Spirit just has a way of uh, reminding you of where you came from and what you have been through and who you are today. So... I met her on Saturday and um, she gave me a bag of things and stuff. And I just thought, oh, well, you know, gifts for the baby and stuff like that. And and I was like, amazing. When I got home, because um, I went with my sister, my sister had drove off with the stuff. So um, I didn't get to see it, you know, on um, Monday. Um, and so... Tuesday went, still hadn't got the stuff back. And Wednesday, um, the stuff was dropped back back at the house. And so I was going through the things, opening the gifts from just not just her, but a lot of uh, the family members that had bought gifts and stuff. And I was just going through them. And then, boom! <laughs> oh, goodness me. There were my old pictures in this pink folder from 1998 and um wow I was just in awe of the person that I was then I was in awe from the person that um I I had visions of becoming and I was just in awe of what I believed that I was able to achieve back then and what I actually managed to achieve back then and the relationship that I had with God, the way I walked with him, the way I spoke to him, how I, you know, I'd go through the Psalms every day. I couldn't go to sleep without reading through them. Um, like it was just a ritual that was in my life that I disciplined myself to do. And I would read my Bible before I go to bed. I would have encounters with the Holy Spirit, you know. And I used to dream so much. It just, it just shocked me. I was like, oh my God, what happened? What has happened to my life? Who am I? What happened? What happened to me? And I, I was commenting on one of the pictures. I said, oh my God, I now really realize that I died somewhere along the way. I don't know where I am, who I am anymore. And I need to get back to that 
place. But anywho, talking about encounters with God, it reminded me of um, an encounter that I had with God at that time uh, in those days. And this is what I wanted to just discuss with you guys about today. And um, and I just thought, you know what, I need to be honest. Um, I know it's going to be a bit personal. And I know a lot of people that know this might feel offended. But, you know, like I said before, I'm not going to say people's names. I'm not going to mention anyone's names. But if they, if a person knows the story or knows the situation, I'm so sure they will understand that it's not about them. But it's about the other thousands and thousands of people who get to listen to this, who might get help or might understand where they are right now and how God is able to take them out of that situation. So here we go. Uh, so um, fast forward 98, fast forward to 2000, 2001. Um, I end up in the country, a uh, small little island. And I think you, if, if you listened to my last um, audio, you'd understand uh, this last series or episode we spoke about this. So you probably get where where the story is but I think I sort of like just spoke about how I got out of um that the, the the little place I was or this area this island I was on um but I don't think I ever really touched on what happened at the beginning so I was in an amazing relationship or at least I believe it was an amazing relationship uh with um, a young man from my country and um it was an, it was awesome it was for me it was the ideal person that i wanted to be with for the rest of my life um i didn't imagine myself to be with anybody else uh literally i just thought this is it you know he in in awesome ways that i look back now and i think okay maybe that was a bit awkward that was a bit weird i still was willing to go through that stuff with him and it was okay with me I was fine with that but um one day as I was going to church I was going to this church in um New Cross in London um an apostle came from South Africa and um and in one of his ministering um, as he was ministering to us and uh praying in the Holy Spirit um he had pulled me to the side um as to give me a word from God um which I honestly believed and I mean there was no way I was never going to believe this I just believed it and um, he started prophesying to my life and he told me a few things that um that I that I thought okay I, I understand this I understand this he asked me a few questions and I agreed with some that I believed were to be true some I just thought okay maybe not I'll just keep quiet I don't know um and then he um mentioned about the the young man I was with at that time and he said hmm now this young man that you have God said that's not him he's not yet and you can imagine my devastation um, and I said well, what do you mean and he said God is God 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 doesn't that's not your husband and I thought what are you talking about I'm looking at this man I'm like ah oh, Sir, I don't know what you're talking about, but 
this is my husband. This is this was going to be my husband. I mean, I've already totally given myself and everything to this person, and he said no. It's not going to. I'm so I'm sorry. I know this is not what you want to hear. This is going to be upsetting to you, but uh, I am so sure that this is God speaking, and this is not him. He's not it. I remember being so upset to the point of tears um, and I cried and cried and um, my pastor and her sister had to pull me to the side um, and, and try and explain to me that, you know, when God spoke, you know, it, 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 it was difficult for us to, to take in at times, but he knew what was best for us. God understood our plans and also but he had plans for us and even if we didn't believe in um in following his plans it was always best to follow his plans and not anybody else's so i mean this reminds me of proverbs um uh proverbs where he talks of god you know if we could plan our plans we could plan our lives that's proverbs 6 verse 21 we could plan our lives we could do whatever we say look i want to do this i want to do this but according to god it's just if it's not for him and it's not for you it's not for you you get me so yeah i'm sorry that was proverbs 19 21 which says you can make plans for your life but god's plans will always prevail so it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you think you're doing it doesn't even matter what you believe you've written down on your book in your little black book and told yourself this is what i'm going to do with my life if it's not going according to what god says your life has believe me sister girl uh brother man uh it's not gonna happen so going forward he tells me this and i'm thinking oh no why are you telling me this i don't want to hear this and i'm crying and my pastor um is calls me to the side and she speaks to me with carol and um and i'm and i'm like okay she says you know what go home pray about it speak to god about it and uh, let him show you what he needs to show you in order for you to understand why the apostle is saying this says you know god is a loving god and he will listen to you if you if you speak to him like you would speak to your father or your dad and ask questions and and he will answer you believe me or not guys i'm not even lying right i went home that night and i got home and i laid on my bed and i started praying and I started praying and I started asking and I started questioning. I mean, I'd even started as I started walking home. I just started questioning him from the moment I was at church all the way till I got home. I laid down. I was praying and talking to God. I was like, please, I need you to make the pathway straight for me because I don't know what this is saying, what this means. I don't understand. And so I, was, I kept on praying about it and praying about it for weeks weeks and weeks and um i remember because um this apostle had come to england at that time uh, with a sister i think that was like coming to to a hospital appointment or something that was happening um he then came back 
almost three, four weeks later to just do his last service before he went back to South Africa. And, um, I mean, this Asian dude was, was amazing. I'm not going to lie. And sorry for me to actually mention that he was Asian, but he was literally like his presence in a church or in a room would just feel warm and it would just feel so, um, so peaceful and he had a presence an aura around him and i remember um the first time yes you know as we go as i was leaving and he was and they had all and left the evidence outside we come out of the church and as he was walking past the the path to go to where they parked their car he bumped into this mom that was walking past with his son i'm sorry with her son and uh he just kneeled down to one with one leg and he spoke to this little boy and um the little boy just started smiling you could just tell that he just he was just an an, an a genuine nice man like literally like no qualms no questions nothing about him so um um yeah Fast forward four weeks later, he comes back to church, and again we're in prayer, we're in worship, and that day is very was very significant to me because that day he we were quite a small church, so we weren't weren't like a big massive church. That day, pastor um our our pastor our resident pastor was there, uh his his wife pastor Esther was there, um everybody was there, and he asked us to move the chairs out of the way put them to the side of the church and let we had to all stand in the middle of the church and and hold hands in a circle and in his preaching he was so adamant that day and he was like god has spoken to him and god had said um some people in church were not meant to be there we were in church yes but we were in a different home in God's eyes like yes that was our church that was our, our home but he said but I see a lot of you people in this church you're wondering why the church is not growing and why the church is not becoming you know um, a, a massive and people are not coming in you're you're going out you're evangelizing to the people in your in your community but uh you're not seeing any growth come into this church. And he said, God spoke to me about how there are people here in this church that are not even meant to be here. Some of you are meant to be overseas in different countries doing missionary stuff. Some of you are meant to be in other countries living and working. There's people meant to be in other churches, you know, doing service and work in those churches. And you're all here. And by all you being here, you're delaying God's plans and God's ideas and God's future for you. So he was like, I'm not saying leave the church. I'm not saying leave, but I'm just saying start seeking God for your direction in life and where you're meant to be. That's what I'm saying. And so he went on, he prayed. We, I remember we broke bread that day. Um, standing in the circle, he 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 passed it on around everybody. We broke bread, um, and then we we gave thanks and we prayed and we sang. And then 
we moved the chairs back sorry we moved the chairs back and we all sat down and he started prophesying in our lives again and he was going around with to you know people that he hadn't prophesied on the previous time he was around he was just you know me talking to everybody talking to everybody and then he walked past me and he stopped and he said he leaned down and he said so you're still with him and because i was praying about it and i was still expecting god to speak to me like i'm like god i need you to direct my steps here he nailed down next like right next to me he said god is telling me you're still with this man like you're still with this guy and i said well it's a bit difficult, you know. I can't just break up with somebody. He's not even in this country. He's overseas. How can I break up with him? And he said, child. And he held my head as he got up. And he put his hands around my head. And he said, God really, really loves you. He really, really adores you. You are, like, very special to him. He said, and... If you think I am not telling you the truth, I need now God to show you what I'm trying to say. I am telling you right now, in all honesty, that this man is not your husband. And I said, okay. I, again, you know, was devastated because that's definitely not what I wanted to hear. You know, I'd hoped that God had actually heard my prayers and sent this man back to the to the church so that he could re- retract what he said before. That was not it. That was not what was happening that day. Clearly, God was adamant that this man I was seeing, this guy that I was totally head over heels over was not my husband and so um, I remember again talking to Pastor Esther and uh, Carol at the end and I was just devastated and and they told me a few um, things that they had seen also and um, and I was just devastated I was just in pain my heart was actually hurting like literally hurting and um and then I just thought, okay, fine, you know what? If God is going to show it to me, he's going to show it to me. So I remember going back home again and weeks and a few, well, I should say days and weeks went. And then it was just around Christmas time. It was like Christmas time. By this time, I had now bought my ticket to leave for, for my country. I had bought... um. I bought my, my, you know, things that I wanted to have when I get there. I'd not, I now finished my beauty school and I had quit my job. Because in my mind, I was now going to go home and be with this person. um, Hopefully get married to him and get to see what God was talking about, that he's not meant to be my husband. You know, if God can't show me. Um, 
I might just as well have to prove it to him that this man is good for me. So I was now about to start pushing God's hand. And I remember going home one night. It was like, um, if I remember correctly, it was like the 19th of December or somewhere there. It just so happened that it was a Friday and um, I went to sleep. I was praying. I tried to call my so-called um, boyfriend at that time. I gave him a call. His answer, his phone wasn't being answered. This is at his house. Uh, the phone had not been answered. And then, you know, I thought, okay, well, you know, it's maybe it's a bit too early. It's a Friday night. People go out and do things. I'll call back a bit later. So I'd called back again around like maybe 11-ish over there. And um, the brother had answered me. I don't know how they had not listened. I mean, heard my phone before. But they might have been busy. But um, yeah, he answered and he said, oh, hi. I was like, yeah, how are you? And he said, I'm okay, thanks. And you? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, oh, can I speak to so-and-so? And uh, he said, oh, sorry. Uh, actually, they had, a, they had a Christmas party today. And so... He's not here. He's still at the Christmas party. So when he gets, when he arrives, I'll tell you to call you back. I said, oh, cool. Okay, no problem. And um, I put my phone down. There's a bit of war in my head because I was thinking, you know, guys back home can't drink and drive. And so my I was a bit worried. So come midnight here, which means one o'clock over there. Uh, or at least two o'clock over there because they were two hours ahead at that time. I didn't hear any phone call. Um, and so literally I stayed up. Maybe about until four or five o'clock in the morning. I stayed up. I was worried sick, like literally worried so sick because I was thinking, oh my God, you know, yes, I know I'm asking for ans uh, for answers, but please, do not let this answer be this man's death because I don't know what I'll do with myself. So no phone call, no nothing. Five o'clock in the morning arrives, no phone call, no nothing. And I thought, okay, something is off because this person was so regimented and disciplined. And if he had to be home, he had to be home at a certain time. If he, you know, he wasn't, the people at home would know what time that he would he would be coming because he would always communicate his steps and what he's doing. Um so yeah. I thought okay, five in the morning. I'm gonna take a nap. I prayed, I took a nap, I prayed for him, I took a nap and I woke up around like seven, which would have been nine over there in the morning, and I called back. And the brother picked up again in the morning He's like, good morning. Good to you. I'm like, hi. And he was like, um, I said, yeah, can I speak to him now? And he said, mm, actually, uh, he's not here. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, he didn't come back home last night. I said, well, what, you guys are not worried? Like, has anybody called the police? Like, what is going on? Like, oh my God, you guys, is he fine? Is he okay? And I'm now worried sick. 
I mean, literally water sick. He says, look, no, you know what? We didn't. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to find out what's happening. Maybe he had a car accident. Maybe this happened. Maybe that happened. And I'm like bringing out all these different things that I'm thinking might have happened. Some awful, dreadful things that could have happened to him. And... <laughs> And the brother's like, ah, you know, he called saying he was on his way home. So he's fine. He's not dead. He's all right. He's coming home. Don't worry. I'll tell him to call you when he gets in. And as I put the phone down, I could hear someone say, like the, like someone saying, oh, someone's at the gate, someone's at the gate. And so the, I put the phone down and I thought, okay, if it's that him, if, if it is him, then he'll call. So, yeah, he gets into the house and funny enough, yes, my phone rings and it's him on the phone. And I thought, okay, now from being nervous and not knowing and being worried for him at this time, the somberness of him and his spirit came straight through the phone and I could feel it, I could sense it, and he just sounded like awful. Not because he'd been drinking all night, but he sounded horrible. He sounded like a voice I hadn't even ever heard in my life. And the conversation we had was the most heartbreaking conversation I've ever had in my life. Up to today, I have not had such an awful conversation ever. And I understood where he was coming from because he was like, look, I need you to hear me out because I know you're coming and I don't want it coming from other people or anyone else saying whatever, but this is the situation. This is what happened. And, um, I was devastated. My heart was broken into pieces. It was literally broken into pieces. And I remember putting my phone down and saying, God, really? Really? We had just two more weeks to go. Two more weeks. And then God was flooding my mind with memories of you might think it's two weeks, but what you, you just have, what you have just witnessed, or what you have just been told, has not only been two weeks. It has been going on for over a year, if anything. It's been going on for a while. You just happened to catch it out now, but that's only because I wanted you to see what is happening, so that you wouldn't make the worst mistake in your life. And find yourself in a place where you'll be devastated. And um, I, I remember the apostle saying to me, God really loves you and he thinks you're very special. You are so special to him. And so I understood that at that time, God, all he wanted to do was protect my heart from being broken into shatters. But it still was. I... I lost all faith and all trust in men that day. I just thought, no, you know, it's just not possible. There's no guy out there that is good. Every single one of them are just crazy 
crap. I don't know. So I remember um I didn't take it too well. Um my ticket was supposed to arrive in Zimbabwe the day before the um his mother's birthday. I had bought some gifts for his mom. I was ready to go and just wow every single person in that boy's family and uh, it didn't work out so I actually remember I think I went to sleep it was 9 o'clock and I went back to sleep and I just would not wake up I just didn't want to wake up I didn't want to hear anyone talk to me I called in sick on that day and I just went back to bed and I slept all day I was devastated and when I got up I went to the internet cafe where I used to work um, and I cancelled my ticket to go to this, to my country I cancelled it and I thought no I'm not I'm not going home to pretend that everything is okay when it's not so I'm not doing it so I cancelled my ticket and I postponed it to like almost a year um, a month later paid £100 to do it and I cancelled the ticket and I moved it forward but every single time that I would go to church I would just felt empty I didn't know how to fill the void I just thought you know what God has let me down you know how could he not keep him safe or keep him away from doing foolishness or speak to him at least about what he was doing um it was sad it was sad so cutting the story short so we can <laughs> so this doesn't go too far i just wanted to speak to somebody or at least i'm hoping somebody who's heard the story understands that God will never let us do anything that is not part of his plan. He's not a, a, a father who is hurtful like that. He's not a father who is upsetting like that. He's not a father who is um, who is judgmental or he's not a person who is um who is resentful but he just loves us and sometimes we make mistakes and we end up with the wrong people the wrong relationships and um, we find ourselves in these relationships and we feel that we are nothing without these relationships but sometimes just understanding that to God you are so precious God doesn't want to see you crying God doesn't want to see you hurt God doesn't want to see you in pain. You are his gem. It it I mean like you you're his you are his body part. You are him. As long as you've asked Christ to come into your heart, you are him. So yes. Sometimes you have to just go with a difficult decision because God will never bring anything to you that will break you 
and that he can't fix. It's just not possible. So I'm just trying to like, you know, just let everybody know that I've now understood that God will never leave us nor forsake us. And that is the truth. He doesn't leave us and he doesn't forsake us. He doesn't sleep nor slumber. He watches everything we do and when we do it and who we do it with and what we're doing. He always pays attention all the time. And I'm glad that he's my father. I'm glad that he's my Lord and Savior. I'm glad to have him in my life. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. So I'm going to just like pray that God speaks to you individually, that he shows you the path that leads, that he leads you because that's what he's there for. Oh, I hope you guys have been blessed by this little story and um, I hope you understand that again I'm not pointing fingers at anyone I'm not trying to cause any harm or pain at any with uh, at anyone I am just basically telling my story and I'm trying to help others so Lord Father God thank you glory I will give you glory and honor, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for always taking care of us. Lord Father God, as this September coming comes through, we pray that you protect us from this COVID, that we don't, we don't fall sick and we don't lose our lives. Lord Father, preserve us. But Lord Father God, on top of all, remind us that every plan that you've made for us was good and is perfect and it suits our lives exactly the way it should. And I just love you for that. For being who you are. I glorify your name and I say thank you and amen. Amen. Anyways, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we will speak soon on Creative MBS and Creative Relationships 101. Take care and have a good day. Love you all. Ciao, ciao. Oh, and please, before I go, don't forget to subscribe and put your notifications on for the next show.